fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, what a day it's been today. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration, one of the best days of the entire week because you know, you know the light is at the end of the tunnel and I think it's much needed after some of the shenanigans and the crazy day that we've seen today. There is so much to talk about. I have no clue how we're going to cram it into a one-hour program, but by golly, we are going to do the darndest. That's what we do. Cramming 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag right here on the show. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty. Today's program is really going to be a tale of two stories. Really, the yin and the yang. It's going to be the bipolar episode. Are you ready for a bipolar episode today? I think I'm ready for a bipolar episode today. We have a lot of really awesome good news to talk about. And then at the same time, we have some really not so good news to talk about. So we'll try and cover both of them in the best manner appropriate. Not like the guy who like giggles and laughs at a funeral. That's inappropriate, and we don't want to be that guy. So let's not do that today, shall we? We need to smile when it's appropriate and not <laughs> when it's not appropriate. Christy Lee, I'm super happy to have on. She'll be joining us on the program at the bottom of the hour. I believe live from CPAC, uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference. That is the good news that we're going to talk about today. Is CPAC is up and running. They have the live feed at cpac.org. That's just CPAC. A, a cpac.org you can find the live feed there the list of all the speakers we're going to try and pipe into some of those live speeches live here on the program uh, a little bit here and there when we get some time because in about 10 15 minutes from now ted cruz senator ted cruz will be speaking so uh after our first break we may go to that live and listen to him for a few minutes as well so that's going to be the good news of the day the bad news of the day is the other story in what's trending What's trending today? Which I really hope. Show of hands, do you think that we're learning anything from this whole Russia-Ukrainian issue right now with the invasion, the actual invasion, the bombings that are happening right now? The largest, and for those that may not be aware of, and this is kind of why it's starting to bring it home for some of us, the largest European invasion since World War II in 80 years. The largest military infiltration on the continent of Europe since World War II. Now, how concerning is that? How disturbing is something like that? Uh, for my generation, for the millennial generation, this is the very first time that we've seen a major country invade another major country in the hopes of taking it over and absorbing it into one major company, uh, country. We, My generation has not seen that. We've obviously seen conflicts. Uh, even individuals now, they've seen, you know, obviously incursions with the Vietnam War and the uh, Korean War, and we've seen things going on in the Middle East, and we've seen issues. But for a major powerhouse country to invade another semi-powerhouse major country uh, on a continent like that and then try to absorb it and take it back over with the hopes of reuniting the Soviet Union, which means if that's the case, then Ukraine's not the only one that's going to be affected by this, as many others are very concerned. Poland is now 
starting to build up and be prepared. We're sending military troops over to Germany in preparation for something crazy to happen. We have Vladimir Putin saying that if you try to intrude in any way, shape, or form, we will make it absolutely devastating to you. So now the headlines from the media are running around saying, oh my gosh, is he planning on some type of nuclear attack upon the United States or upon somebody as he's just going about his business? Doing his thing. While all of this is going on in the shock and awe factor, for us, the citizens, the general population is happening. Show of hands, have we learned anything from this? Has this already, within a week of the actual actual invasion of, taught us anything? Because we could have foreseen this a long time ago. We could have known something like this was going to happen a long time ago. We warned about it. We were trying to prepare for something like this. And Joe Biden, while he was talking tough, and I will give them credit, a little bit, a sliver of credit, saying that they were prepared for something like this. Uh, well, not prepared, but they were uh, waiting for something like this to happen, probably because they instigated a lot of it. While the Ukrainian government was like, hey, can you please back off on the rhetoric because you're making things worse? We kind of overstepped our bounds and kind of pushed this incident into actually happening. And while Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were trying to talk tough about this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to stop it and this is what we're going to do to Vladimir Putin, do you really think that it did anything to him? Of course not. In fact, he was even able to invade the eastern portion of Ukraine in a independent sovereign area that uh, were separatists from Ukraine. And we still did not do anything to Vladimir Putin. Now, on the morning of where he's done military action, they've taken over Chernobyl. They've taken over the uh, the uh, the air base. They've taken over towns. They haven't yet taken over Kiev, according to the ambassadors from Ukraine, where they say that they are still holding tight uh, with Kiev, but they've taken over different portions of the entire country right now. What have we done? What have we done, Biden administration? What could we have done to prevent it? And what are we doing right now? Well, Joe Biden spoke a couple hours ago and trying to set the stage, trying to what I like to call CYA under the Biden administration, like, oh, well, there's nothing we could have done, but we were trying to forewarn you about it. For weeks, for weeks. We have been warning that this would happen. And now it's unfolding largely as we predicted. In the past week, we've seen shelling increase in the Donbas, a region in eastern Ukraine controlled by Russian-backed separatists. Rush, the Russian government has perpetrated cyber attacks against Ukraine. We saw a staged political theater in Moscow, outlandish and baseless claims that Ukraine was, a, Ukraine was about to invade and launch a war against Russia, that Ukraine was prepared to use chemical weapons, that Ukraine committed a genocide. Without any evidence, we saw a flagrant violation of international law in attempting to unilaterally create two new so-called republics on sovereign Ukrainian territory. And at the very moment that the United Nations Security Council was meeting to stand up for Ukraine's sovereignty, to stave off invasion, Putin declared his war. Okay, yeah, we get it. You're trying to CYA, uh, cover your, you know what, for those that don't know what that means. What's CYA? Yeah, cover your fill-in-the-blank. Um, 
the Biden administration is helpless right now. It is unfortunate that we have the leader that we have right now because it is possibly the worst leader that we could potentially have at this moment. Let's just be honest. We have a guy with dementia that doesn't know what he says half the time, that doesn't remember his name, trying to lead us through the potential of a major international conflict that could start World War III. I'm not saying it's going to, but there's the potential there. If we have China wanting to invade uh, uh, another place as well, was it? Uh, oh, yeah, Taiwan. We have Russia wanting to reform the Soviet Union. We have them expanding into other nations, potentially. We have Poland up in arms right now. We have sanctions from all over the world being placed on Russia. Have we learned a single thing here? That Russia has become so independent. Do you think that they weren't aware of the sanctions that anybody was going to put in place on them? Do you think that they weren't prepared for, oh, oh, no, you're going to cut off our bank investments in the United States. Oh, no, you're going to put sanctions on us to where we can't trade with the yen or with other uh, with the uh, with the euro or something like that. Oh, my gosh, we can't trade like that. He literally just said a few days ago that he wanted to be financially and economically independent as a nation, meaning that he doesn't really care in any way, shape or form on what they have, uh, what kind of sanctions we're going to put in place. He cares right now about military action to take over a plot of land that he believes it is uh, directly owned by Russia and should be owned and controlled by Russia. And that's what his goal is. He does not care about anything else, and he has made preparations to do so as such. That's it. That's all he cares about. And unfortunately, while he's played these games, he's played Joe Biden like a fiddle. Donald Trump has been exactly 100% correct in this, that he has played Joe Biden like a fiddle, as a puppet, because he is the leader of the quote-unquote free world, and I'm using that in air quotes right now for the Joe Biden administration, and Joe Biden has not been able to handle it in any way, shape, or form. So the brilliance of the Biden administration and the leaders of the free world right now within the United States came up with this genius plan to place more sanctions onto Russia. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. Oh, no. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. Okay, so let's stop right there for a second. It already has an impact. Did you see the stock market today? It came up a little bit towards the end of the day, but... We had a bit of a reset, was down like 7, 800, 900 points, whatever it was. A lot of the commodities across the country had a really heyday. We're already seeing gas jump up like 30 cents today. It was absolutely absurd. So you're already having an impact, and why didn't we prevent this? See, here's the problem with these types of issues, and I've mentioned this before, is that in politics you already know five steps ahead of what you're going to do, and then the general public, the mainstream media, we're five steps behind reacting to what you've already done while you already have a plan in motion 10 steps ahead. And that's a problem because while we're reacting right now like, oh, my gosh, why is Russia invading Ukraine? We can speculate all the time. There's been a plan to do this for a long time. Russia knew about it. We probably knew about it. And while they were trying to say, well, hold on, nothing's going to happen. Oh, there's peace talks. Oh, we're going to try and bring them to the table. It was already said and done. We knew that something crazy was going to happen. We are They already planned it. We didn't know, and we're just waiting for the reaction of what they're going to do. So while he says, yeah, you know, it's, we're trying to do these talks, we're going to have these sanctions in place, we're going to put this, okay, great. You don't think, again, Vladimir Putin has strategized about this two, three, four, five steps ahead. Oh, no, you're going to cut off their banks. Wow. 
Who would have thought of that? Vladimir Putin being in the genius that he is, unfortunately, with these uh, strategies that he's done militarily. You don't think that he's been like, well, I wonder if they're going to cut off my banks. Oh, no. What am I going to do without money? I'm pretty sure he's planned on this before. But this is the genius plan. I want to be clear. The United States is not doing this alone. For months, we've been building a coalition of partners representing well more than half the global economy. 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, to amplify the joint impact of our response. I just spoke with the G7 leaders this morning, and we're in full and total agreement. We will limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen to be part of the global economy. Oh, no. We'll limit their ability to do that. We're going to stunt the ability of, to finance and grow Rus the, the Russian military. We're going to impose major and we're going to impair their ability to compete in high-tech 21st century economy. We've already seen the impact of our actions on Russia's currency and the ruble, which early today hit its weakest level ever, ever in history. Now, and it goes on with all these other sanctions. It doesn't stop them from doing their goal of taking over Ukraine. What this is saying, and for those that may not be aware, what the Biden administration is saying is that Ukraine is a collateral damage that's worth the collateral for us to put sanctions on Russia to temporarily hit them a little bit in global trade after Vladimir Putin said that he wants to be economically independent and not be in the globalist mindset. This is the problem with globalism. This is the problem with socialism. This is the problem with big government is that when you get so big like that, you think that everybody's going to be interconnected to where you can just control them. And he has stepped away. He has gone independent. He has gone rogue from the globalist mindset. And it's affecting them because they can't do anything to him. And when he says, if you try military-wise, then we're going to make some really bad devastation. Now they're scared to be involved militarily. They're going to put a few sanctions on him. It's going to be a slap on the wrist for Putin. He's going to take it. He's going to continue to do what he wants because he's cut himself off from the globalist mindset. And the left doesn't know how to cope with that because they don't understand things outside of big government globalism. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy, how could you possibly say that Ukraine's just going to be collateral damage and that we're willing to accept that? Well, the Biden administration is, and they even said it during the press conference today. I don't want to spend the entire show, obviously, focusing on this issue. You've heard it all day long. You're probably frustrated and tired of it. We are going to get some really awesome news the second half of the program here in just a little bit regarding CPAC. And I think we're going to try. Let me see if they have this up and going here. I think... All they do. Okay, they're getting ready to introduce Ted Cruz up here in a minute. So uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. We'll see if we can't play a few minutes of that one. But uh, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, you want to bet why they're okay with it, it just accepting Ukraine's going to be collateral damage? We're not going to be military involved. Europe's not either. They're building up around Poland. They're building up in Germany. They're building up in those areas just in case something weird happens there. But during the speech today, after the speech when Joe Biden, of course, was going through his preordained list of journalists that he was going to call on with his pre-scripted responses to them, uh, he admitted that this is not a measure. The sanctions are not a measure to stop the invasion of Ukraine. Meaning it's okay if they invade that. We're just going to put long-term punishments into them, which, sure, it's going to be a slap on the wrist down the road, but I'm pretty sure Vladimir Putin's probably thought that out. Gee, if I do this and they stop all the banks, what am I going to do? He's probably got some alternative means there. Just throwing that out there. He's a little bit smarter than a lot of Democrats give him credit for. And when we say that he's smart for some reason, they're like, oh, so you really like Vladimir Putin? You and support the communist dictatorship? No. It's like a fighter going into an MMA fight as a boxer trying to fight a wrestler, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I can just take him on the ground, no problem at all. I don't have to practice wrestling. I don't have to practice my style on the ground. I, I'm not going to give him any credit for the fact that he's a you know, he's a, a world champion wrestler in any way, shape, or form. I'm just going to walk in and do it. You show them respect because you realize that they have talent and that they're smart in that area of expertise. Vladimir Putin, as wild, as radical, as communist, as nutso as he is, he's a smart politician who's played the game very, very well, and he's playing Joe Biden like a fiddle. But when Donald Trump says, oh, he supports Vladimir Putin, he supports what he's doing, it's a stupid argument. But Joe Biden... It's okay if you invade Ukraine. Although we've told them to get rid of their nukes in Ukraine, we've gotten rid of their large weapons. They said that they were going to be our ally. We were going to be their ally. We were going to help them get into NATO. But, oh, you know what? We just weakened you, and then we're going to walk away and just lay some slap on the wrist sanctions on Russia and just let you take it over. And it's okay because they are collateral damage. 
the media starting to turn on Joe Biden as well because this was his response. They're like, wait a second, the sanctions aren't stopping him. Sanctions clearly have not been enough to deter Vladimir Putin to this point. What is going to stop him? How and when does this end? And do you see him trying to go beyond Ukraine? And a second question I'll just give to you now. This statement that he gave last night, will, that the, West, the threat that he gave, the West will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Is he threatening a nuclear strike? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. Okay, let's stop right there. Isn't that concerning in itself? I don't know what he's going to do. You should. You should. We're the strongest, most powerful nation on the face of the earth. You should know every in and out about Vladimir Putin. Now, I get he's a kind of a wild card, but you should know what they're capable of. You should know what they're planning. You just laid out the entire beginning of the speech of your CYA, cover your you-know-what about what you knew he was going to do, but now all of a sudden you don't know what he's going to do. Please explain this to me, Joe Biden. Number one. And number two, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show this is going to take time and we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming. And so the people of Russia know what he's brought on them. That's what this is all about. This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together. And we will. We will. And it will impose significant costs on him. What are you talking about? The issue at hand is to stop Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine. You just said it's not going to stop the invasion of Ukraine, which means you're not doing your damn job. You're seeing Ukraine as a collateral damage. Let them be absorbed back into Russia. We'll put a slap on the wrist with them with sanctions that they've already planned to uh, deal with and live through. And that's your extent of leadership? That's your extent of stopping Vladimir Putin? It's absolutely pathetic. Christy Lee coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Goes by way too fast. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. I'm kind of tired of talking about Russia and Ukraine. Aren't you? I'm sure you've heard about it all day long. Let's shift gears a little bit, shall we? And have a little fun. Although, we will keep you apprised on things that are going on there. But it is one of the most, one of my favorite events of the entire year. That's going on right now, and we have to go right to that one in our latest in What's Trending. 
What's trending today? And along with the conservative political action conference going on as we speak right now, and someone there that we're about to talk to that is live from there, I am really happy to have her on the program because I've heard her on many other outlets. And come to find out, we have the same alma mater at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, a fellow Falcon. So that automatically means that we must be BFFs. But she is a former news anchor. She is an independent journalist. You can find her online at ChristyLeeTV.com. But Christy Lee on the line with us here. Christy, how are you today? I'm doing good. My feet hurt, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of trekking around here at CPAC. Uh, That is one of the beauties of CPAC. And for those that don't know, I've always encouraged anybody that has not gone to uh, to CPAC at some point in their life to go. Because what an experience. It is probably the best way to refuel that political tank and to get energized going into an election year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's really refreshing. This is actually the first one that I've been to. Um, haven't had the pleasure, you know, we're working in traditional news to necessarily come to all of these. But um, first experience, and it's definitely not what I expected. People are from all different kinds of walks of life, um, very different um, uh, melting pot of crowd, if you will. And I, I think that traditional media would definitely not have you think that? <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. There's very few that actually cover it or talk about anything that goes on there, which obviously, and let's get into a little bit of that. I mean, you coming from the mainstream media, and for those that don't know your story, give kind of a quick recap, but you were a news anchor. You've been part of the system and realize this is what you're getting with the mainstream media isn't quite what it needs to be when it comes to journalism. Absolutely not. Um, so, I mean, I was very proud, feel very honored to have achieved a childhood dream of mine to be a news anchor. And Got to do it in my hometown for many years and then took a lead news anchor job in California. And um, I think that my eyes have been open to just how bad it was the whole time after I saw just how bad it was in recent years. So in recent years, it was just I couldn't believe it. I was blown away at just all of the adjectives thrown into our scripts and the sensationalism and just the pure one-sided nature of things. And I did speak up to management about that. I mean, hey, I'm putting my face on this and <laughs> where are our sources? You know, things like that. Yeah. And um, just decided, wow, this is not news anymore. This is just pure propaganda. I feel like a propaganda puppet can't do it and um, decided to make the very difficult decision to step outside of it. Well, it's a good thing to do. Do you think that a lot of people as consumers are starting to realize this as well? I mean, obviously, we're seeing a lot of different news sources, alternative media sources come out from online and things like Newsmax or One American News Network and different uh, platforms, podcasts even. I mean, obviously, with Joe Rogan being one of the most influential podcasters and in, in, uh, media outlets, individuals in the country, I think that says something that many consumers, I think, are starting to stray away from that mainstream source. I don't think that even those that love the, the narrative that toe the line, I, I don't think that they even try and deny it anymore. It's so obvious. Um, of course, they'll be like, oh, well, Fox News does it too. And yes, you're right. They all do it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all being biased. Um, this is not just simply delivering information like it was supposed to be, where we interview people from both sides and just let you know what each side is saying, it, free from opinions. Um, That's not what you're getting with traditional news sources anymore. Uh, And people, they they can't deny it. It's it's apparent. It's in your face. Um, And I think that that's why people are more inclined to want to to listen to a podcast or something, because if it's coming from an opinion, at least they're not hiding that. They're saying like, look, this is my opinion. 
Um, and people can appreciate that, but places, these outlets that try and act like they're being objective and it's just so obvious that they're not, you, you can't respect that from either side. Yeah. When do you think that flipped happened in media? Obviously, you know, back in the, in the seventies and the eighties, I mean, people did, they tuned in and you just got the news, you got the story, you got both sides, you got the information, then you went about your day and did your thing. When do you think the flip happened from, we're not even going to try to interview the other side or show alternative views. We're just going to have an agenda and promote one side of this. When did that big flip actually happen? I think it really started happening with the onset of social media, honestly, because I mean, I noticed it within the last two years because it was just so blatant with the way they were framing stories concerning the pandemic and the election, Donald Trump versus the world, basically. Um, I think that's when it became very apparent to me. But when I really look back and think about that, like, when did, when did this become so broken? Uh, then I'm reminded of what it was like when we started integrating social media and more. So basically I, I entered news, um, in 2008, really on the TV level. And it was, I started seeing, they started really saying, okay, you know, these social media apps are becoming a big thing. We need to start posting our content on there and really take advantage of this other stream of monetization essentially for organizations because our advertising dollars are going down. And what I saw starting to happen was at every news station I worked at with, as social media became more popular, there would be a board on, um, up on display and it would show, you know, how we were doing on social media, how we as a news station were doing compared to the other stations in the market, and then also how we were doing individually in terms of engagement. And it became, they wanted it to be a competition. They wanted to see who could get the most engagement week by week. And the ways that they would start then telling us how to do that is, you know, um, the stories that get the most engagement are the ones that are um, more contentious, the ones that people would, you know, want to give their opinion about and argue about. And so that was encouraged to go ahead and like ask a question that would get people arguing in the comments. And so it became less about news, but more about it being a product. And I mean, to the point that like, when I look back, I'm like ashamed of the fact that like, oh, if I wanted to be number one on the leaderboard, um, if I took a picture, a selfie of myself with a slushy, um, then I might have a better chance of winning the social media engagement for that week, which had absolutely, of course, nothing to do with news. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was a big thing because um, a lot of the advertising dollars now also stream in from the social media. And it's just another um, locus of control. So if if you have advertisers, whether it be on social media or on TV, say pharmaceutical companies, then you're going to want to tailor to them because they're the ones putting the bill for the news. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. It almost sounds like uh, mainstream media and news uh, TV stations went from news to shock jock, which is what they criticize talk radio about, which is saying something outlandish and trying to get a response. That's what they're doing for their ratings speak, both online and on the uh, news every single day now. It's Christy Lee, mainstream uh, former award-winning news anchor. You can find her online at ChristyLeeTV.com. That's L-E-I-G-H, ChristyLeeTV.com. Out of all the media sources right now in the mainstream, which one do you think is the worst? Probably MSNBC. <laughs> I mean, it, they're like proud of it. You know, it, I was just reading today that, that they're um, vying to have Saki, I guess like CNN and MSNBC are like fighting over Jen Saki being their next pundit. Like, oh, good really? 
I mean, who really likes listening to this lady? It's like on every other second. Uh, she rarely knows what she's talking about. Um, but she's obviously the narrative that they want to come from. So she's considered, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's and unfortunate. So, yeah, I'm uh, I mean, the circle back girl apparently that doesn't have any information is going to be the one trying to give you the news on uh, MSNBC exactly. or CNN. I mean, how yeah. is that going to work? Like, this is their <laughs> new strategy to dig themselves out of the gutter. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. We got just a couple minutes left here. I want to get you back into CPAC to enjoy. I think Ted Cruz is going to speak here relatively soon. So don't want you to miss that one. But moving forward with media, with news, with information, how do you think it's going to pan out? Do you think that mainstream media is going to learn the lesson, be able to curve it, and eventually get back to what they were at the beginning? And do you think that media itself is going to be able to morph into one again to actually give information? Or is it so compartmentalized across the, with different platforms, with different conservative outlets, liberal outlets, independent, the podcast, that we're only going to get little sex of what we want to and just really go into our little corners and our little flag of what we want to hear? And do you think that that's going to be the future for the long haul? I do. I mean, I hate to say that because, you know, you'd love to be like, an idealist and, be, and say, you know, there's going to be accountability and we'll get this turned around. And I mean, I did, I, go, I went through a very big grieving process because I mean, I, this is what, again, was my childhood dream. I loved what he was doing. I felt like I was serving the community, but it has gone so far beyond repair, quite frankly, that I, I don't see how it can return to any sense of fairness. And so it's like, I just think that consumers and viewers need to realize that they have a personal response, personal responsibility to make sure that they are seeking out their own balance. Um, I know that people do probably love to go to, you know, what they want to hear, but I, I am going to challenge people to, to try and seek out all of the different viewpoints and try and create that balance for yourself because I don't see uh, anyone doing it for you, frankly. Sure, that is very true. In about 20 seconds or so, talk about your projects. What are you working on with your website at christyleetv.com? Well, I mean, I'm putting all my content there. I just got a locals, so I'll try and get some exclusive and more like personal content there. But it, it has been a journey of discovery and evolution of what I, it is that I want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, you'll always find me on com. If that's too hard for you to spell, you can go to K-L-I-M, Christie Independent Media, K-L-I-M.news. And I'll put be putting everything there because who knows what will happen with these other websites like Facebook and YouTube that are just censoring and suppressing. Yeah. Just shutting everything down. Christy, it's an honor to talk to you. I love having you on the program. Have fun at CPAC this year. I'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, sounds great. Have fun. We appreciate that very much. That's Christy Lee again, ChristyLeeTV.com or KLIM.news. Go and check out all the content there. We appreciate her time very, very much. When we come back, we'll play a little bit of what's going on live from CPAC. We'll talk about the lineup and the craziness the media is just doing it again with the lineup and the conversations being had at CPAC. That more coming up here for a pre-Friday. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. 
Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Last few minutes of the show for a pre-Friday celebration. Thanks again to Christy Lee coming on the show. Former award-winning news anchor, ChristyLeeTV.com is her website. And I was not aware of it until I was chatting with her off the air, but a fellow Bowling Green State University graduate, although I can't say I'm really an alumni because I didn't graduate, but by golly, I was there for two years doing something. Not sure what it was, but we did something. So we appreciate her coming on the show. We'll get her back on again here at some point. So uh, Conservative Political Action Conference going on live right now. Ted Cruz has taken the stage. Let's jump in to see what he has to say. Power against the people. That principle was true two centuries ago. It's true today. Why is our liberty so under assault? Because giant corporations, giant tech, giant government, they work together hand in hand. You look at what happened with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, Jen Psaki. Oh, come on, Jen Psaki doesn't get the Justin Trudeau treatment? All right. You know, Peppermint Patty deserves some love. Jen Psaki from the White House podium said, uh, billionaires, oh, billionaires in Silicon Valley, please silence that pesky Rogan guy. There's a pattern of government asking big tech to silence dissent. In Canada, the Canadian truckers, Canadian government says, oh, oh, go fund me. Billionaires. Please silence these pesky truckers. By the way, the workers of the world had a revolt, and the left is pissed. (laughs) So what's the answer? The answer is threefold. Number one, fight power. 
Fight big government, fight big business, fight big tech, fight big Hollywood, fight big universities. Fight the centralization of power. Break it up. Break big tech up into a million little pieces. All right, so that's Ted Cruz. He's going on right now. We'll chime in on that in a second again if we want to. But uh, he really brings up some good points. You know, what's encouraging to me is the fact that we're talking about going back local, bringing it back down to the individual, which, you know, has not been necessarily a message from Republicans in general because Republicans, the big umbrella Rhino establishment Republican loves big corporations just as much as the progressive liberal does. It's just the different flavor of business that we've gone. Conservatism is really starting to shine, is it not? And this is why I love the conservative political action conference is because of messaging like that, that there is a difference between capitalism and crony capitalism. Andy, what's crony capitalism? Well, you can hear it on other talk shows, so I didn't necessarily coin that term in any way, shape, or form, but crony capitalism of a capitalist system of businesses that just live in the free market, laissez-faire capitalist society, then using government for their own tool to benefit from. And the government being able to benefit from their own personal policy making that they want for their own personal growth of the politician, using the corporation for their funding to do their bidding, and they walk hand in hand down the street singing Kumbaya together while you and I, the blue-collar worker, the just the Joe Schmo going to work every single day, we're the ones that have to reap the benefits for them while we get the raw end of the deal. So the fact that that's what we're up against is awesome. You know what's really funny, though, this year with the Conservative Political Action Conference, which, again, you can find it live on cpac.org, that <laughs> there is a divide within the Republican Party right now to a major stint. Major stint. There is a secondary uh, political action conference going on that is not conservative in any way, shape, or form, but there is a secondary one of the Republicans that have been essentially kicked out of the Republican Party for the moderates who think that they can go after Donald Trump, they can go after conservatism, and if they try to play themselves off as a conservative, there's another conference going on where Liz Cheney is speaking because she was not invited to CPAC. Shocker, right? That she was not invited to this messaging. So they're doing a secondary one for the moderate Republicans like, oh, we're the real Republicans here. We're the real ones doing stuff. They're not, but that's what they're trying to play themselves off as. While at the same time, they've invited a speaker that has been somewhat controversial to CPAC this year of Democrat Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman out of Hawaii. And while I am a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard on many aspects, I don't agree with all of her politics, but she's been spot on and moderate and even conservative on many issues. Very critical of Hillary Clinton, very critical of Joe Biden. She is set to speak at CPAC. Imagine we have a Democrat speaking at the Conservative Political Action Conference over the moderate Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're starting to see a conservative message rise. Regardless of political affiliation or party affiliation, we're seeing conservatism grow and you're part of it. You're part of it, and we're part of it, and we're going to continue to spread that going into midterm elections. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.